0: Welcome everyone. Pleasure to be back. Um, Baruch Hashem, will be starting again at eight thirty tomorrow morning. We're scheduled for seven o'clock AM, and we'll touch you back right away after. Not tomorrow. Okay? That's PM tomorrow is Thursday. Thursday. No, no, no. Tomorrow we're regular time, eight o'clock PM. Thank you. Tomorrow's the end. sorry I'm still on Israel's sorry, schedule. Going forward, the rabbi's going to have 8.30 or 8 o'clock is the dove class? What time is the rabbi? 8.30. 8.30 p.m. weeknights. 8.30 p.m. Monday weeknights, through Thursday. Friday morning. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Okay, Sunday morning, 3 a.m. Okay, we, uh, Rabbi Morris, uh, so skillfully left us off on Dov Yutet Aleph. Three lines from the top. <clears throat> we were discussing previously... Whether or not people in the next world are familiar with what's go- the goings on in this world. And we left off that even Rabbi Yohanan, who was originally of the opinion that the people in the next world are unaware of what's going on in this world, even he changed his mind and reverted at the end of his life. Now, the thing is a related matter. Rabbi <laughs> Yitzchak. Anyone who speaks after a person passed away about him derogatorily, it's as if you're talking after a rock. Now, this could be two pshatim, what it means after a rock. Some say, the reason why it's like you're talking after a rock is because just like a rock is unaware of what you're saying about it, so too those in the next world are unaware of the derogatory comments about them as well. And some say, they know very well, but they could care less. Either the rock is indicating their knowledge, or the rock is indicating uh, whether they care or not. That's the two Says the we're going to challenge that last case. You're going to tell me that they don't care? What are you going to do about the case of more The Papa, the Papa says, one time, there was one guy who said something about Mor Shmuel after he passed away. And a thick beam fell off the roof. And it pierced his um, his brain, uh part of his, his skull. And therefore we see that he was upset about what he said about him. So how can Agmar say that people don't care according to the second shot, We see that they do care. It's different by a rabbi. By when a rabbi, it's Hashem who's um, demanding his respect. And therefore, who told you that the reason why the thing pierced his head was because the guy was upset? Maybe the guy is completely unaware like an effort. He's unaware like a stone. And the reason why the thing fell on the guy's head is not because the guy was upset, but because Hashem was upset. Of course, Hashem is aware, and that's it. Therefore, you have no proof against it, and the two teams still stand. Anyone who speaks evilly about a Tamil Haham after he passes away, he will fall and gainab. Shneyamar, as it says in the first look. And those whose m'itim akokotam uh m'itim, their their bad is being twisted, I meaning the good people, Rashi explains the good people whose ways are twisted afterwards, Hashem will take them, Hashem will, Yolichem Hashem, Hashem will walk them along the path of the evildoers, which means that they go to Gainam. Shalom shalom A'Yisrael, even though, Everything is good in Klai Yisrael now, and nothing's going on now. People are only talking about someone who passed away a while ago. Still, Yolichema Hashem at Bali Abel Hashem will take them down the road of the evildoers, which means he's taking them to Ghinam if you talk bad about a Tamil Ha'am. If you ever see a Tamil uh, Ha'am and you witness him doing an Abelayah in the evening, do not assume that that is his daily thing, and that you've busted him, and that he's not really teshuvah He might have done teshuvah. The Gemara clarifies, you think he might have done teshuvah he, You could presume he almost for sure did teshuvah Because he's temiacham, people make a mistake and they do teshuvah, As it says, shiva yipol sadiq vakam. The difference between a sadiq and an rasha is not whether or not you don't do an Avera, because everyone will do an Avera. The difference is whether you'll get up, or whether you assume, well, once I did the Avera, I'm not going to get up afterwards. And therefore, if you see a Sadiq doing an Avera at night, don't be meharer after him. Rather, he for sure did Teshuvah. That's if he did the Avera about his own body. But if he's doing an Avera with his Mamon, meaning he's stealing, he must return it before you could give him the benefit of the doubt. If you know he still has the product that he stole, then you're not obligated to give him the benefit of the doubt while he's on the product. this is a very interesting. Gemara. There are 24 places. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I have to remind myself how to do this. We are now six lines for into the wide lines. Amar B'yishu ben Levi, there are 24 places, and they're all mentioned in the Mishnayot. There are 24 places that betin will give, put someone in Harem, because you did not have proper respect for the rabbis. And they're all the Mishnayot. That's the statement of ben Levi. So B'yil Azad asked him, Amar Leher B'yishu ben Hecha, where are these 24 places? I'd love to see them. Amale. so as a good rabbi, he told him, go find it. I'm not, I'm not spoon feeding you this. You know all the Mishnehot, go find them. Nafak, he left. Dak Ashkach, he actually didn't go home and forget about it. He actually went to go look. And he thought about all the Mishnehot, and he came, ve Ashkach, Out of 24, he found three. What are one the ones he found? Number one, a guy who is not careful in washing his yadim, who is speaking evilly about after they pass away, or one who is uh, overly relaxed with the way he speaks to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Those three things. Now we're going to talk about each one the born who speaks what's the case of the Mishnah where do we have one of the cases like that in the Mishnah The not we look at the Mishnah now, whenever it says it's referring to Masechet Eduyot in Masechet Eduyot this particular part is talking about a Tana by the name of Akvaya Ben Mahallel this Rabbi Akvaya used to say the following law And مشakin, you cannot give to drink for a sota, not a converted girl, and not a freed slave girl who's also like a convert. Neither of them are entitled to get to drink water. If they ever get to that situation, that their husband warns them, they're not entitled to water. Chachamim, are you disagree they say no, they can. They disagree with the pasuk. Whether it says "Bnei Yisrael, Yisrael" means that the whole parsha is only for homegrown Bnei Yisrael, or even a geordit is included, okay? It says the Gemara. Now the Chachamim told Akvaya, "Maaseh bekarachamit shivchata mishucharei b'yushalayim." There's a famous story in the time of the Beit HaMikdash, a girl called Kair Hamit. He's the girl that was a city, and she was a freed slave in Yerushalayim. And they actually gave her the drink, the, 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 the bitter water to drink. Who did it? Shmaya and Avtalion. The Rebbe's of Hillel and Shemaya are Shemaya and Avtalion, two great Tanaim. And they were in the time of the Beit HaMikdash, and they gave them to drink. What was Akvayah bin Mahalil's response to this proof? (laughs) How could you disagree with Shemayen Avtalyon, who gave her to drink? They told him the following words, Dugma Hashkua. Dugma Hashkua means, their copy, he gave them to drink. Ashi explains, this means, that since Shemayen Avtalyon were descendants of San Khalif, which means that they themselves were the of getting. So Abba Akvayib and Mahalel was disparagingly saying, "You know why Shmaya and Avtalion gave them to drink? Because he wants to give the wants to raise the status of getting because they're getting themselves. Really, the halacha is that you can't give them to drink. And Dugma yeah, Ishkata, yeah, well, that's Shmaya and Avtalion. It's not a proof. Which was, of course, a very very rough thing to say." He's saying I, I, I got you. This is according to the, according to this chat right now. Akvay ben Mahalel is the one who said Yes. Okay, and he said, he's saying, <speaking in Hebrew> and they put him in chelim. met <speaking in Hebrew> He passed away. Akvaya passed away while he was nidui. betin <speaking in Hebrew> I don't know. And the betin stoned his coffin when he passed away, wow. as is befitting for someone who dies in Kherim. We're going to see soon, this is not so clear. Says the Gemara. What's the case? Okay, so that was case number one. So case number one is, you talk bad about rabbi. In this case, talking bad about Shemayim and Aratahlyon. Number 2 is a person who is uh, not careful with the with the laws of Metilayadayim. what's the case? The Teran. gonna of that if you don't comment on the previous Mishnah. what you're saying that Akram Nalil became put in Ha'aram is not possible. He's too great a rabbi to put in Ha'aram. Why? Whenever they have the Tarih Bet Mikdash full of Jews, and they closed the doors on the people. There's never a person greater in the Beit HaBektash than the And you want to tell me, they put him in HaRam? Can't be. El Mini do, must be, he got the story mixed up. Who was put in HaRam? El azar Ben Hanoch. Why? He wasn't careful in the Yadayim, and they put him in HaRam. Och Shemet, nice. and when he died, Shalchub Betin, Betin sent a messenger Instead of stoning him, they did a symbolic, symbolic stoning of his coffin, which meant that they put one big rock on his coffin. They didn't just throw rocks at him. They put one rock to show that he died in Khidim. because he was a rabbi. In a regular case, if a guy dies and he's a nida, nidui, Betim will stone his coffin. So therefore... Number 1 is Aqib Malel. Number 2 is this case of Elizabeth Hanokh. Uh, Hanoch. now it's interesting that 1 and 2 don't really go together because if you hold of number 2, then you hold there is no number 1. But still we have a source of both of them regardless. Now what's the last case? Megis Datol mala. a person who is Megis Dat means he's not so careful. He's not careful with Hashem. What does that mean? Says the Gemara, Mahi. First one line is Et, right in the middle of the wide lines. The we learned in the Mishnah, after the famous story of Choni Shimon Ben Shetach sent him a message. What's the story of Choni Yamagal? Everyone knows. Choneyam Bagal is famous for going into a circle when the Jews need rain, and saying, Hashem, until you send rain, I'm not leaving. And then when the rain came down the wrong way, he kept asking to switch it. No, I don't want it too, too light, I don't want it too heavy to flood the world. And then he prayed for it to stop, till finally it stopped. So after that story, Shimon R'Jetra sent him a message, Tzalich atalit tadot. Really, from the way you spoke to Hashem publicly, you deserve to be put in Had you not been I would put you in Hashem. And he does what you ask. Like a kid who sins in front of his father, he doesn't respect him. And he still gets what he wants, sometimes that happens. Therefore, he said we see from this Mishnah that Shimon is saying that he deserved doing that's another example of a khirim coming from a person not being careful the way he speaks to Hashem. So, to review the three things that put you in Kherev that we see from the Mishnah out of the twenty-four are number one speaking about that negatively, number two not praying to Hashem with respect properly. And the middle one was not being careful until die. Is there hot water? Maybe I'll get a... You want, water? you want a tea or just water? Tea water, water. you don't mind. So I'm not a good example because uh, bringing a, a case where someone actually gets excommunicated, not someone who really, you should have got excommunicated, but the, but you ended up Hashem fulfilled your wishes. So uh, right, under it, normal circumstances... Right. It, is interesting that, it is interesting that these cases are not actual... And also, like we pointed out earlier, you can't, all three cases are not true, because the second case disagrees with the first case that it happened. They, did not, they never put, according to the second rabbi, of the one who says that they put him in... Uh, that means that they did not put Akvai in Cherev. But at least you have an opinion, something about it, each one. Okay? A very, very interesting... Um, also, the fact uh, I don't. Uh, thank you. As long as it's hot it's good, thank you. very I just want to because i cold. No, it's fine. No, i it just uh, came from the plane a little bit. Uh, it's also interesting that what is this concept of you deserve cheder, but since you're since you're choney, I'm not doing it. If he deserves cheder, why doesn't he put, why don't you put him in cheder? Just just put him in khadim. What's the difference? Who cares who he is? You know. Okay. Well, we're gonna have another case in a second. You Well, are to tell me there's no more cases? Or you're telling me there's only three you we're gonna have another case in a second. we to more? There's more, the Tudus Ishromi and he git bina Romi, la kilan gideim mukulasim belad So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Tudus Ishromi was a, a, a rabbi who of course who lived in Rome. And um hold on. My assumption is, if you put it back on. My assumption is that this Rabbi Tudis lived in the time of the actual Bet The Only reason why I would think so is because he's talking to Shimon Ben Shetak, who I believe is living in the time of the Bet Hamidrash, and therefore my understanding of what happened wrong over here is that the Rabbi either the Bet Hamidrash is destroyed, and he's still telling the people of Rome that you should have on the night of Pesach a roasted lamb, to remember the Korban Pesach, or the people living in Rome, they're too far to go for the Beit Mikdash, and therefore they're just having roast lamb on the night of Pesach to remember it. And that was the, the rabbi was telling them to do it, right? Tudus. Shalach Leishimov Meshach. He said, if you weren't Tudus, I would put on you a cherim. said, Leishimov Meshach it looks to other people that you're feeding korbanot outside the Beit HaMikdash. And therefore, you're causing troubles, but because you're, you're as greatest as this, I'm not going to put you in the Another rabbi, who Shimon ben Shetach is not putting in the even though he deserves it. So, Mara asking, why did you only get three examples when you looked? You should have found this one. My answers, no, we knew this one. Mishnah tenu we're only talking about the Mishnahot, not brightot. So you're calling me a brighter? Okay, a brighter is nice, but we're talking about brighter. this one's a brighter. More less, oh yeah, you want to tell me in the Mishnah there is no, there's no fourth case? Let me explain to you what's going on over here. Okay, a little quick introduction. You're right, it is very hot. Okay, imagine... No, it's good it's good, it's good, it's good. Imagine you have a keli, okay? So if you have a keli, that keli is makabel tuma. Okay? okay? And, and even if it's made out of clay, it could become tameh if it's in the oil it. And if it's tameh, and you use it for tahor things, you've made them tameh. Now, once the keli is broken, if the keli is broken, it's no longer Bekabel Tumah. And therefore, uh, even if you take a piece of the broken keli and you bring it into oil Hamet, it's still ta'or. It's funny. But a broken keli does not become Tameh. And an actual keli will become Tameh. Now, they had a question about, about a keli that was sliced into pieces. Sliced. Like sliced bread. Not, okay. not broken, but by design. Carl. Sliced. Uh, no, it was, wasn't was meant like that, but it was sliced afterwards. Okay. Then after they sliced it, they put together the slices with some teat, some uh, clay. And they did not put it back into the oven. Had they put it back in the oven, it would go back to being a kelly. that gets time out. Now that it was just put together with clay without putting, um, without firing it, so now there's a machloket. The Be'ezah says, since it wasn't fired, it's still tahor, meaning even if it goes into the, to a house of Tamar, it's still tahor. Chachamim tamim. Chachamim zeit tamim. This is the famous Tanura With There's a major, major machloket in other gemarot about this how the rabbi, the Beheza, trying to prove his point, asks the, um, the tree to prove his point, the tree jumps, and all sorts of miracles. Mayachnai. Why is it called Achnai? Amar Biyuda, Amar Shmuel, Melemet Shikifu Halachot Keachnai. They surrounded him with halachot like a serpent. V'tumato, Keachnai Ze V'tum Ihu. They made it tame. V'tanya, they said, Oto A Yom Eviu Kol Be. There is it with Serfum the Panav. That day, all the taharat that were prepared in this type of vessel, they brought it in front of him. And they burnt it in front of him to show him that it was, that he's wrong. Now, how do they show him that he's wrong? Because if you have, let's say, a Korban, and the Korban becomes Tameh, you have to burn the Korban. If it's not Tameh, you're not allowed to burn it, you have to eat it. So the fact that they're burning this Korban in front of him, they're showing that they're not agreeing with his opinion that it's Ta'or. in the end, Bilkhuhu, they blessed him. When it says they blessed him, it means they cursed him, they put him in a Khairan. They put them in the cheder. So the Gemara says, since they put him in the Harem, how come this is not the fourth example? Answer the Gemara. The Mishnah says the case of the rabbi and the and the and the and the halacha, but the Mishnah doesn't say that they put him in the Harem. That you only know from the Breitah. And since we're only quoting things from Mishnayot, that's why it wasn't listed. I'm sorry. No. I believe it's with Ezebun Harkness. Okay. Okay, that's all good for the rabbi. The Bielazad, who couldn't find, only found three. But according to the original rabbi, who found 24... Where's the 24? How's Reb ben Levi? Says Gemara, no. Reb ben Levi, when he says that he had 24, it means he's using it with comparing, which means when he compares other cases to these cases and says, oh, well, this case is worse than that case. So if they put him in a for this, for sure they put him in a for that. So it's, he's being comparative. When he says he has 24, he doesn't really have 24 actual cases. He has 24 cases that are comparable to these cases when He was looking, he was looking for exact things that mention straight out that he got put in the head of, not for cases that are similar to other cases. Okay, we're at the two dots. You, uh, towards um, the first one on the line is the milta. It's about 14 lines in the bottom of the page. Nosea hamita v'chilpahem. The Mishnah had said that those who are carrying the aron, and those who are, ta- are taking their place, though, in those days, there's other people taking their place because you don't have a car, people have to carry it, and you get tired. All those guys, are we don't schedule Levayot next to Kriyat Shema, so no one should miss it. But if they started it, and Lafsakin, we don't stop it, we let it go and we, we we'll we'll miss for that reason. Any is that true? The heart of Yosef Afkiu Samuql Kriyatchima. did take out uh, the Reb when Reb Yosef died, the Rebbe of Rabbah, they took him out some Muql Kriyatchimah. You told me they don't do that. And so Adam Khashushani. No. When you're a great rabbi, it's different. They they will take you out now. I don't know why they would take a rabbi also east. I don't care who it is. They still take a but it seems like that when you're a great rabbi, they want to show how great the rabbi is by specifically scheduling it, perhaps, in that time, to show that it's that they're allowed to do it. We mentioned the mishnah that when you have people who are at the grave or and they're whether they're walking in front or behind the, the coffin they could be patur possibly tal roban hows im be hesbet shemet mutaraf lehem nishmetim ehad ehad bikolim if you're busy with a funeral during Shema. so if the dead body is in front of you then they nishmetim ehad ehad bikolim each person who has to do Shema should don't make a whole scene and stop the whole funeral for it but every person privately walk outside say Shema come back but if they're in a building without the the Met in front of them, the Met in another building who everyone at the funeral will stop the funeral will say okay everyone say Shema before we go further and of course the person who's sitting will be Domem he won't say anything They'll get up and they'll pray. He'll get up and he will uh, confirm that Hashem was righteous when he took away his relative. How does he say that? He says, Master of the universe, I send the law in front of you. This that you took away from me, my relative, you didn't. Collect from my debt that I owe you, even one out of a thousand. <inaudible> Hashem, you should fill up all the breaches and the breaches of all your nation, meaning all the dead people. You should bring them back, <inaudible> with mercy. Amar disagrees. He <inaudible> says, "So I don't think any person should talk like this. Person should not ever say, Hashem, you only took." One, one out of a thousand. Out of a thousand. Why? The Amrish Rishakish says, Rishim Rishakish says, A person should never open his mouth to Satan. Never say something about yourself. Bad. Where do you see from Basuk that? It says that the people. We're almost like Saddam. And then the next Pasuk says in Pasuk Yud, Ma'ahadale Navi, what did the Navi tell the Jews back after they said, we're almost like Saddam, we're doing it, we're, we're so evil, we're almost like Saddam? Shemu Hashem, katsini Saddam? The Navi says back, listen to the word of Hashem, you officers of, of Saddam. So you see that when you open your mouth to Satan, you end up being like that. And therefore, Abai is not recommending Using what the brightest says, and and that while the while the people in in his minyan in his spirit, are saying the Amida, he should say the statement he's not recommending. it. Okay, we are four lines from the bottom. If they're able to finish the whole thing, in then they can. I'm sorry, oh, I skipped it. The, the Mishnah it said, if they came back from Met vechazru it says, Im if they can finish it, they finish it. So the implication says But if you have one perik and one pasuk, it sounds like if you don't have time to finish the whole thing, you only have time to say one perik, you shouldn't do it. In a minute, we'll ask a contradiction, it says, amet, v'chazru. If they buried the dead body and they came back, yeah. if they can finish even one perek, or, pasuk or one pasuk, then they do it. So it sounds like even if they finish one pasuk, they do it. More less, no. Here too, we're saying the same thing. If you can finish even one or one pasuk, then they do before they have to go to the Shura they should start so you misunderstood the Mishnah you thought when the Mishnah says go back to the Mishnah a second when the Mishnah says um, it means finish the whole thing no it means finish one Pasuk okay we are now turning the page to Yutet Amur Bet okay Thank you so much for the help. water, it helped a lot. Okay. Those who are in the line. Tanura According to Tanakama, not everyone in the row is Patur. Depends where you f- the, the, whether or not you're a patur from Shema depends where you are. If you're facing inwards and the, and the Avel could see you, then you're patur. If, if he can't see you, then you're, then you're chayav. Rebuda says it's not dependent on whether the guy could see you, it's rather dependent on why you came. He says, Umar, If you came because of the morning patur you your patur. Machmat atzmo, but if you came on your own, Rashi explains, means you came to see what's, the, what's going on, what's, what's happening, but you're not really here for comforting the mourners. So according to the, these two rabbis, the difference would be like this. Let's say, according, let's say a guy comes to visit the mourner, and you're not able to be seen, but you came for the mourner. According to Tanakamah, who cares? You're still chayav. The guy can't see you. According to Rubyuda, okay, fine, you're right, you can't see me, but since I came for the morning, I'm good. And the opposite round also. Let's say a person uh, can be seen, the mourner sees him, but he really came because he saw some action, he wants to see what's going on. According to Tanakama, you can't say, it. the guy's gonna see you. And when the guy sees saying Shema, he's gonna know you're not really there for him. But according to Yuda, since he came alone, he should say. Okay. Very, very interesting Gemara. Amar Yehuda, Amar Rav. Person who finds Shatnez in his clothes is obligated to take it off immediately. My timer. Now, it's a very crazy thing. Guy's wearing a suit in the street. And now... If they find it in his jacket, wonderful. What if they find it in his pants? He, according to this, he's obligated to take it off in the street, even though he's going to embarrass himself. Why? Says the Gemara, we've got a pasuk in Hashem. Even though it's not kavod for you, but there is no kavod opposite Hashem. And what's not kavod for you is, is in fact less kavod for Hashem that you're ignoring Him. And therefore, don't ignore him. Take it off and get, let people laugh at you. Okay, call Makom Hashem and Cholkim Kavod It's funny. You you would have called the rabbi or the religious guy walking in the street without pants as that's a Chilul Hashem. The Gemara is saying no. The Chilul Hashem is when the rabbi walks around with the shatnez, That's the Chilul Hashem. And in a place of Chilul Hashem, then we don't give kavod to you as a rabbi. Your rabbi status doesn't work. In the place of Achilah Hashem, of you're not listening to Hashem. Metivi will ask you a question. You're telling me that Kavod does not push off a mitzvah. A, a mitzvah. It says in the Braita, Kavod to mitzvah hazulufneim If they, let's say they return, they bury the dead body, and on the way back, there's two roads. One road takes you in a tahor place. One is tuma. B'bitara ba'inimor if the Avel takes the tahara road, no problem. Everyone goes in the tahara road. Ba'atumah, if he goes in the tameh road, Ba'ini, they go with him in the Tehameh road, even if they're kohanim. Oh, how can they go in that road? It's against the Torah. Mishum Kvodo, because it's Kavod. Am Amai. Why don't we say, <laughs> like we said before with the Shanaan's case, just like in Shanaan's case, he have to embarrass himself, so to hear, let the guy go the wrong way, by himself, and who cares? Says the Gemara. We're not talking about a case where it was a regular graveyard that he's walking through. We're walking, talking about a Bet-Apadas type of graveyard. bet graveyard is a graveyard where... There was one grave, and they plowed the field. And the chachamim are worried that maybe there's going to be a bone in the field that'll make a kohen tameh. And they said the kohenim can't walk in that field, but it's not midoraita; it's only midravanan. Therefore, the rabbis who made the rule in the Beta HaPardes are only making the rule if it's not in the way of walking in evel home. But if you're walking in evel home, that the rabbis did not make a in on that case, and that's why you're allowed to. Get out. But it's not a doraita. And therefore, Shanez, which is the right, is cool, that's cool, that oh, you have to take it off in the middle of the street, that's okay. Here, it's the Rabbanan, because it's only a beta HaParis. How do we know? Amar Barashi, Mishmei rav bet HaParis in Tahor. If you have a better HaParis that people started walking through, Tahor, it's considered Tahor, so you see it's only in the Amar there is a concept that a person is supposed to try to see a king, okay? And it's interesting when I was in Israel, they were talking about all the kings coming to Israel. It seems like all the people are coming. So people are coming to see them. They want to see this French president. This, they want to see uh, the Russian president. They want to see them. And you would think that there's nothing to it, but it seems like from the Gemara, there is a concept to see them. Because if you see a Jewish king, it's a zichut, you see a Jewish king. And if you see a goy king, you can tell the difference between him and a Jewish king. And therefore, this rabbi, this who I'm assuming is a kohen, What? We don't have one. Right, we don't have one, but let's say that if you had one, you want to know the difference. One day we'll have one. So therefore... He used to jump over the the coffins of some people, and even though, he shouldn't, in general, but he did it in order to go greet a Jewish king, or a goy king. I understand you guys want to see kings, because you think it's good for you, but... I thought we said you can not you can't break the rule, to, rules of Torah for Kabbalah. Here you're breaking the rules just for this concept of seeing a king. Amai, lem elchokma ven tu la venetzol neged hashem. En tikman no. Kidreiv adam la ba, tivaltol la ohel kosher yes po no. chalal tefach, hotetz b'neituma. Shemu chalal tefach en lo hotetz b'neituma. Velo monot yeshu mechalal tefach, vegazuz yesh bahem moshum, shen bahem. Moshum gavol mekhim which means as follows. Really, the way it works is that a coffin, if it's not buried, and Torso is going to explain, it's not fully closed. It's a little partially open. Normally, mid you should be allowed to walk on that Aaron and not get Why? On the closed part of it. Because if you walk on the closed part of it, since there's a spot where the tumah could shoot out, the open part, And usually, there is a tefach of airspace in between the dead body and the top of the Aron. And that dead, that airspace in between is chotzetz. It's a kryptonite wall in front of the Tumah. So as long as you're walking on the covered part, you should be able to do it medoraita. The rabbi said, we don't want you to do it because sometimes you have a fat guy or a very thin coffin, and the guy will be less than a tefak away from the coffin. And to worry about him, and you can't see through the coffin, you don't have x-ray vision, therefore the rabbis say, don't step on any coffins. But the rabbis let you step on a coffin, in a case where otherwise, you won't get to see a king. Okay. We have a brighter. We said... Kavor briyut, respect for creatures, creations, is so great that it pushes off Lotas and Torah. At this point, we think Lotas means <speaking> any <in> Lotas and Torah gets pushed off Kor briyut. Esgma V'amai, lema enetzav enchomav enzvua, 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 Rabbi Hashanah says, oh, we're only talking about the love of lotasu. Lotasu means don't stray away from them, the rabbis tell you. Yaminu small. That's the pasuk that we're talking about. But a regular pasuk we can't. So you don't see a proof that you could push off a su. Es te gemara. E ale. Love lo de that love is also deoraita. Es de gemara. Amar Gavar, Raba, Amar, Milta. Lo don't laugh when a great rabbi tells you, Opshat. We are now, I'm sorry, we are now about 12 lines up. Call me Dirabanan Alav Sharu Every Dirabanan, the rabbis always say, Asmachta, that the, the word, the Pasuk of Lotasur, is referring to, don't stray away from the rabbis, say it's referring to every Dirabanan. And this, the, rabbina, the Rabbis do of Lotasur, which is not a real doraita. It's only Lotasur of Asmachta. Because the Korot of Rit, they allow you to get away with Lotasur of Deoraita. not Deoraita. And his is still good why we take off Shanes in the streak. Because that's a straight Tashma, One last try. It says in the Basuk that you could ignore him. Meaning if you have Aveda, do not pass by it and ignore it. Now, the right way to say the Pasuk should be if you look at the Pasuk on the side, it says don't see it losing and ignore it. Rather, Hashem you and return it to your brother. Now, when it says don't see it and ignore it, it should, it should just say, don't ignore it. Why does it say don't see it and ignore it? So the reason why it says and ignore it in a positive way is because there is sometimes the Gemara says that you can't ignore it. When can you ignore it? Let's say you see the lost object, but it's, a, it's in a cemetery in your Kohen. Or if you're a rabbi, and the item that you're returning is not fitting for your dignity to carry in the streets. Or you're more busy than your friend. Right? Therefore, you're allowed to push it off. And say, you, oh, in those three cases, you're allowed to ignore lost objects. Ask the Gemara, am I? Why are you allowed to ignore it? Lema en the there they, it's different, because since the Torah says to ignore it, therefore, you're not going against the Torah by ignoring it, you're following the Torah. Of course, that's not example of going against the Torah when the Torah allowed you to do it. Because since the Torah said it in a way that you could ignore it. Therefore, you're ignoring it. And it's, it's allowed. It's not going against the Torah when you ignore it. Okay, we'll have a quick five-minute review. Okay. Please bear with us if we make a mistake because we don't have our regular boardsman over here. Okay. Says the Gemara. First thing we, re- we said was a story about not talking after a dead body. And we said that you're like a stone. The dead people like stones. Either it means that they don't know what's going on, or it means they don't care. Um, Then we had the story, we said, how could you say, how could you say that they didn't care? We had this famous case where the beam fell off and hit the guy who spoke about the rabbi. He said, no, that's different. Because that case, the guy was a rabbi, and when a rabbi does it, Hashem is toveah, his kavod. He says, any person who... Speaks about the we will fall in gina. We brought a pasuk for it, and then we said, if you see a Tamil chacham doing a sin, you know that he did teshuvah as long as you make sure that it's something about personal and not something that he stole something from somebody else. Then we have the story of Yeshua of Levi finding twenty-four places that we give for a guy who goes against the rabbis, and they're all in the mishnah. Rabbi Azad tried to find it; he only found three. The first one he found was the case was the case of Sota, where we don't give a Gyorrit, and the Rabbi Akbay ibn Halil said that the reason why Shmayim Rataliyun did give a sota, give give the the waters of to a Goya, a former Goya was because Dugmashkata, there's also a Tosa, by the way, was has a different shot of Dugmah brings it from from the Aruch. Um and the rabbis put him in Cherem and they stoned his grave, they stoned his coffin in Cherem when he died because he had said those words, Rachmani and Rav that they were getting him and that was uh, behind their allowing her to drink. Second was, the second thing was about Nathilay Adayim. If you don't do Nathilay um they put, you put the rabbi. In Cheder, the rabbi was uh, according to the second shot. It was only; it was not a kvaya It was rather, They put him in Herem, put a rock on his grave. And the third thing that we said was the Khonia uh, should uh, put in Then the asks, "What about Tudis? Tudis, who fed the people of Rome? They go on Pesach. I says, oh, that's a brighter then Gemara says, uh, "What about the story of?" of of the pot that was chopped in half, which are also they put in the azad and the Chedim. And I said, No, that doesn't say he was in the In the Mishnah, it only says in the B'rita, we we'll only call them the B'rita. And we said, What is the other 24? The other 24 cases which are not mentioned are all similar cases which we assumed that he probably got Chedim. Okay, then we set a rule not to take out the body before Kriyat Shema, and unless you're a Tamil Chacham. And then we said uh, how to do kiyat shema at a funeral. If the funeral has the dead body there, everyone slips out and says it outside. If there is no dead body at this particular funeral, then the people read there. And we had a question of what the Avelim do during kiyat shema. We said that they have to sit quietly, but during tefillah they should get up and be Matztikadin, Then Shmuel, sorry. Then Rush, sorry, who was the rabbi who disagreed? One of the rabbis disagreed, and he Abayi disagreed. He says you shouldn't ever be altav techbel satan. We brought a proof altav techbel satan from the story about the Jews being like Saddam. Okay. Then we said even one pedic or one pasuk is worth it to be able to say before you start the shunot after the funeral. We had a machloket, who is exempt? At the Shula, is it the people who are visible or is it the people who came to pay respects? Then we have story about finding shatness in your garment. If take a in the question on it from the going on the path with the answer that we said that over there it was bet Then we asked a question on it from the rabbi jumping over the graves, and we said the answer over there was. That usually—that's also the because usually there is a halal. Finally, we have the gadol kovad which pushes away any lo tassentura. We said that was only Lotasur, which is the Rebanan. Finally, we tell said over there, since the pasuk tells you to ignore it, it's okay. Amen, v'amen.